Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hardis, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at the worst case scenario for every top 12 quarterback via the PFF consensus ranks. Look, as someone that has watched every football game over the past two years, and plenty of football games before that, but I do make an effort, have over the last two years and many years forward to go back and watch every single game. I spend far too much time on Excel, PFF Ultimate, all that. I think you can make a good case for why almost every player in the NFL is good because they're a professional freaking athlete. Of course, they're good. When we say things like, this guy sucks, this guy isn't as good, it's all relative to a bunch of incredible athletes. And maybe that's just common knowledge, sure. But for example, backup Pittsburgh Steelers running back, Kalen Balaj. Well, he thrived away from Adam Gase last year, theoretically has three down ability. Look at that size-speed combo. Why couldn't it work out? How about Hunter Renfro, who has the catch radius of a house cat? Well, he does rank 25th in yards per out run ahead of guys like DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, and CeeDee Lamb last year. How about even my guy, backup, now backup, pains me to say that, New York Jets tight end Chris Herndon, one of just four rookie tight ends to average at least eight yards per target since 2000. I made like a minute and a half long highlight reel of Sam Darnold's rushing highlights. You can make a case for almost anyone. We do this all the time. That's why it's almost annoying at a point when you look at the top 50 receivers and rankings and you can theoretically make a case for each of them having a good year so we're not doing that today we're doing the opposite i'm going through the worst case scenario for all of the top 12 quarterbacks this is not my full opinion on these guys the point of this exercise is to show the potential downside after the majority of us have spent most of this offseason simply talking about the upside so next four episodes uh this one should be out on saturday saturday sunday monday tuesday quarterback running back wide receiver tight end i'm not gonna you know mess around with this long of an intro for those ones so just realize these are not my full thoughts on these guys please for the love of god don't try to act like i'm out on patrick mahomes this is simply the bad potential scenarios that could grace these guys now i'm not going to really go into saying oh this guy can get hurt again one of my 10 tips for fantasy drafts much bigger difference between being injury prone and already injured if a guy's already banged up like saquon barkley for example well you know that's a different subject but that's something maybe we could talk into this, but in general, I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes is, you know, worst case scenario is tearing his ACL on the first play of the season. That would be, you know, a short podcast and we could just say that with everyone. So without further ado, how the 2021 season could go wrong for every top 12 quarterback. For Patrick Mahomes, we could see maybe his rushing usage dip. I mean, this was something that he was having a ton of success with last year, really ever since he had the 2019, I think it was a knee, yeah, it was a knee injury that limited him. Did not see him running as much in the regular season, but one of the reasons why Clyde Edwards-Alaire and company weren't having all that success near the goal line, Patrick Mahomes is always a threat to get in on, on his own. And, you know, while Josh Allen is someone where I've said, hey, the Bills have, you know, 258 million reasons to no longer feature him around the goal line. Well, you know, the Chiefs also now have 503 million reasons to maybe give Patrick Mahomes a few a few less uh, you know read options speed options around the goal line I believe when he got hurt against the Browns that was on a similar design QB run something to keep an eye on also could just see the touchdown rate dip a little bit in 2018 he had an 8.6 percent touchdown rate 2020 6.5 2019, he had a 5.4%, led to him scoring just 24, 26 passing touchdowns and a little fewer than 14 games of action. So I don't really see Kansas City going anywhere in terms of the league's upper echelon, but perhaps, you know, more Clyde, less touchdown uh, conversion rate. Mahomes doesn't throw, you know, as many touchdowns as we're used to, isn't forced to throw the ball 40 times per game. Josh Allen, how it could go wrong. We see the guy that looked 
you know, we see more of Josh Allen from 2018, 2019, as opposed to 2020. Uh, really great stat from Marcus Moser, who's a great follow on Twitter if you guys haven't checked him out. But Marcus went through, and somehow we have stats for Josh Allen going back to his JV days at Fireball High School. So in 2011, Josh had a 59.5% completion rate throwing to JV receivers. And in every single year, going to varsity at Fireball, Reedley Community College, Wyoming. Even his first two years with the Bills, he never completed over 60% of his passes. Now, last year, 68.7%. Does that mean Josh Allen is now going to flirt with 70% completion rate every year? Or do we see a little bit in between the guy uh, you know, that we saw just take over the league for large parts of 2020? Also similar to Mahomes, Bills, 258 million reasons to not feature Josh as much near the goal line. I get it. Josh is always going to have some of that DJAF YOLO ball in him. He's going to be taken off on his own plenty. With that said, only Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton have more design rush attempts inside the 10-yard line since 2018. Josh Allen has 25 rushing touchdowns since he came into the league. I'm not sure he's going to score eight per year. Hey, even in 2018, 2019, this guy was still a fantasy QB1, just saying you know he might not be able to replicate his overall QB1 status if we don't see the same story uses near the goal line and maybe his efficiency as a passer drops off just a little bit qb3 lamar jackson i think the 2020 passing struggles could persist potentially even though we got you know new receivers in the offense it is surprising to actually see lamar still post a 6.9 percent touchdown rate in 2020 after he led the league with a nine percent mark in 2019 so you know adding sammy Watkins, hurt version of rashad bateman tylen wallace they're good they aren't necessarily you know that just world beating you know chris goblin type of receiver we were hoping to get in the baltimore maybe rashad bateman is the wide receiver one we've all been hoping lamar jacks could have maybe not remains to be seen also a chance lamar doesn't run for a thousand yards every single year he we have seen his uh you know just 16 game pace for rush attempts decrease every year it makes sense as lamar continues to you know just get more comfortable in the nfl that the rush attempts go down rush attempts go down suddenly we're looking at less of a cheat code than we've seen over the past few years of his career QB4 Kyler Murray he said it himself he doesn't want to run as much in 2021 now Lamar Jackson said that last offseason as well but perhaps Kyler is a good enough passer to actually not have to go back to his plan B and maybe the passing upside goes south I mean if you talk to Cliff Kingsbury it sure sounds like AJ Green is the number two receiver in Arizona if for some weird reason they decide to really feature the corpse of AJ Green 100 plus times that could be problematic for Kyler's efficiency and yeah, we'll see people because it was a very different quarterback that we saw in the first half of last season before Kyler suffered the shoulder injury compared to after. So Kyler, you know, similar to Josh, like he's going to have great fantasy numbers pretty much regardless of if he's the most used rushing quarterback or if he slides down to, you know, just the fifth or sixth most frequent rusher. But that is the difference between him flirting with an overall QB1 outcome and again, just settling as more of a high-end QB1. Dak Prescott, this is one of those situations where we do have to worry about the injury to an extent. You know, the Cowboys social media is coming out and telling us, do not worry about the second MRI Dak has to get. Orlando Skandrick, uh, who played for the Cowboys for a long time amongst uh, other teams, did come out and say that typically you just you always get the second MRI. You don't just get one. Hey, Orlando Skandrick sure knows a hell of a lot more about usual, you know, coming back from injury in the NFL than I do. So I'm not saying that I am overly worried about the shoulder myself, but that could be one of the ways where it goes downhill for Dak. Also got to wonder, is he going to be the exact same guy coming back from that absolutely horrific ankle injury? I mean, this guy has 24 rushing scores since 2016. We could now 
similar to Josh and, uh, you know, Mahomes, Cowboys have 240 million reasons to be more protective of their franchise signal caller. Wouldn't be shocked if some of those read options inside the five-yard line just turn into straight dives for Zeke. QB6, Russell Wilson. This one's pretty easy. The guy we saw in the second half of 2020 is on full display in 2021. You know, I've heard good things out of Seahawks camp with Shane Waldron, you know, emphasizing tempo, getting the receivers more involved in intermediate areas of the field. If anyone should be able to solve the Rams, you know, method for shutting down Russ, it should be the ex-Rams passing game coordinator. Still need to actually see it come to fruition before we know that Russ can get back to cooking because as great as he was in that first half of 2020, 20 excellent article on pff.com from January uh, by Seth Galena pointed out so much of that was based on more of these unstable plays like off, you know, getting out of the pocket, throwing on the run and just throwing a bunch of deep balls. So, hey, Russ has, you know, made a career off that to an extent, still not something that he should necessarily be holding his hat on as, you know, being capable of ripping that off week after week after week, year after year after year. QB7, we got Justin Herbert. And yeah, I mean, look, with Herbert, when you look at, against some of these stable stats, that's where things get a little more problematic. He was incredible under pressure. The thing is, pressure stats, we expect those to come back to earth year after year. Yeah, the Chargers offensive line is looking far better than they were last year. They still come in at, you know, 18th in PFF's offensive line rankings. And that's being fairly generous. Maybe they can get better, but it's very hard to go from terrible to more than below average just in a single year starting to develop chemistry and all that i'm also not positive we're going to see herbert you know go for 234 yards and five rushing touchdowns every single year i understand far more athletic than we gave him credit for at oregon with that set also with that said how many times can i say that in a freaking sentence um I'm not positive, again, we're going to see him just consistently be this run-first quarterback. That's great for the Chargers and his future progression. You know, I just think there's a difference between Herbert, Kyler, and, like, Russ. Like, he just doesn't have the same sort of run-first attitude. In fantasy land, that's not great. So, Herbert's someone I actually have been sliding down the ranks a little bit as we go on. It's just going to be hard for him to be as good as he was last year in fantasy land, even if he takes some steps forward as a real-life passer. QB8 Aaron Rodgers, his astronomical touchdown rate comes back to earth. Look, last year or 2011, like pick one of those years. Those were the best versions of Aaron Rodgers we have ever seen. If he functions closer to the guy we saw in 2018, 2019, he'll just be more of a borderline QB1. As Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show this last offseason, his down years are still career years for a lot of guys. In no scenario do I see Aaron Rodgers taking a step back as a real-life quarterback, but as amazing as he was last year, Still just a fantasy QB4. If uh, the touchdown rate goes down just a little bit, I think Aaron Rodgers could be more of a you know borderline QB1 as opposed to weekly top five candidate. QB9, Jalen Hurts. People, all right, I understand PFF, our social media presence, Every now and then, maybe you'll say more frequently than that, we have some not great tweets go out. I do think it's a little hot takey at times, but... People trying to dunk on PFF for saying Joe Flacco is now, you know, challenging for the QB1 job and we showed the Quez Walken screen for a touchdown. It was a joke. We are smarter than that. Give us some amount of credit. Are you kidding me? Joe Flacco threw a screen to Quez Watkins. He went 70 yards for a touchdown. And we said, you know, Joe Flacco coming for the QB1 job. And we got every freaking person in the industry talking about, are you kidding me? These guys at PFF, what are they now? You're playing yourself if you can't even catch the humor in that. So please, there's a, like I said, there are a lot of tweets that you could pull up from PFF, PFF Fantasy, whatever that I will say, okay, 
touche. Uh, you know, not the best thing to maybe put out there on the old Twitter sphere, but that one, like, come on, you're playing yourself. It's a joke. Calm down, chill out. With that said, Jalen Hurts, how it can go wrong. Joe Flacco, Nick Mullins, these are best case backup quarterbacks. Still not exactly, you know, best case backup quarterbacks in terms of like, we didn't get a top 10 pick coming in to challenge Hurts for the job. Deshaun Watson isn't there by any stretch of the imagination. They still aren't terrible though. I mean, you look at, let's look at the Rams, you know, quarterback room for a second, you know, behind Matthew Stafford, we have guys like John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, and like Duck Hodges. It's better than that, I guess is my only point. If Jalen Hurts continues to throw the ball as bad as he did last year, and he was statistically one of the bottom five quarterbacks, not that it really impacted the production. Two games with over 300 yards. We don't care about how he gets the production in fantasy land. Style points don't change. But if Hurts really struggles to continue, I mean, really just continues, I guess, to be a bad passer and like bottom five in the league passer, despite the O-line improvements, despite Devontae and Jalen Rager playing better, maybe Flacco Mullins do get a chance to go in. And that's really the only way I see Hurts busting in a big way. It's if he loses the job, because when he run the ball as much as he does, it's just hard to bust in fantasy football land. So. The only negative with Hurts, who I think, you know, in that I haven't got a chance to watch every snap of that Eagles-Steelers game yet, but the few throws I did see Hurts make, I mean, he, he looked pretty good out there. I know the stat line wasn't incredible, but did see a couple nice uh, downfield shots. So Hurts, with, again, all those rush attempts, it's very hard for him to bust if he can keep the job. The one murmur that does worry me just a little bit is how much heat there seemed to be behind the Deshaun Watson, the Philly news. It seems like far too much is going on. Like, I don't really expect Watson to play for at least the first week, eight weeks of this year, like if I had to guess. But I don't know. So the fact there is just a little bit of smoke that the Eagles are interested in him, it's just not great for Hertz's potential future with the franchise, at least for 2021, though. I think he's uh, A-OK. -okay. QB10, Tom Brady. Father time finally catches up. The guy is 44 years old. I mean, at some point, like the arm strength has to go down a little bit. And hey, the dude is so freaking smart. Maybe his arm could turn into, you know, 2015 Peyton and he could still just dink and duck his way around the field. But that, that's how it happens. That's how Tom Brady comes back and looks like a mortal. But I don't know. He looks like a cyborg in that one picture he was taking with Dungy. So who knows? I will say, uh, you know, Brady just... Still getting three rushing touchdowns on those sneaks. Maybe that takes a little bit of a step back. Still very difficult to see it going wrong with uh, Tom Brady. I saw uh, Mina Kimes had uh, Stephen Ruiz, a uh, fantastic uh, writer and Twitter presence as well, on the podcast. And, and they were talking about the Buccaneers. And I think their takeaway on like, the worst parts about this team were the offensive line and cornerback depth not even the o-line or cornerback room just the depth of guys happen to get hurt so yeah how could it go wrong for brady he, he gets old finally other than that i don't see this you know Tampa bay Hoffman's having many problems moving the ball all season long qb 11 joe burrow the training game Training camp gossip comes true. Uh, you know, Burrow can't throw the ball and everyone just comes back and, you know, dunks on Twitter saying, oh, hey, you know, we should have known after that one training camp report in the first week of August that this offense wasn't going to be able to move the ball. And, you know, with uh, Burrow having a problem standing up behind the Bengals' flimsy O-line, maybe Zach Taylor implements more of a run-first offense and then we lose that top-end volume, which is why we've been behind these Bengals from Jump Street. Like, Joe Burrow, I think he's 
I think he's fine at this point. Is he a great NFL quarterback yet? No, but he had the single most dropbacks in the league before he got hurt, just taking a natural little bit year two jump, which given the injury, not guaranteed. But all those receivers out there on a team that should be forced to play from behind fairly often without atrocious defense, I still think Burrow has enough volume to get it done in Fantasyland. And finally, QB12, Ryan Tannehill. Departure of Arthur Smith leads to the Tannehill looking more like the guy in Miami as opposed to the all-star we've seen over the past two years. And maybe we get just more, even more Derrick Henry if the defense takes a little step up. We're not going to see this team having such a discrepancy between their offense and defense and points per game. Last year, it was the Vikings, the Titans, and the Raiders as the teams with the biggest differences in points per game and points per game allowed. So if this team is just better overall and they're able to lean on Henry even more than they already have, I think that could hurt uh, Tannehill because then if that efficiency decreases, if he becomes more of an average quarterback with efficiency, like that's how A.J. Brown and you know Jonu and Ferkser and all these guys and now Julio – their path to success on more limited volume than guys that, you know, were drafting behind them is for Tannehill to remain this world beater in the efficiency uh, realm of things. So personally, I don't think losing Arthur Smith is going to change to this incredibly like different looking offense. So I think Tannehill will be just fine. But hey, you know, similar to uh, Josh Allen, how much can we say the last year and a half of Tannehill is what we're going to see in the future compared to the first six, seven years of his career? We'll find out. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening as always. And just want to say, people, I'm pumped because fantasy football season is here. And no one can prepare you better for your draft than PFF. For just $9.99, get access to PFF's Fantasy Football Draft Guide, player rankings and projections. Check out my rankings, of course, all the PFF's locked article content, cheat sheets for your fantasy draft, and more. Again, that's PFF's Fantasy Suite for just $9.99. Just smarter than your league mates this season. People, I have, and they were updating, like I update them at least once a week. My rankings are on PFF.com. You go to PFF.com, go under Fantasy, then go to fantasy rankings and you can see right there 2021 draft rankings ppr and you got ih as the first column uh or not first column i'm five down now unreal you can see my uh rankings ih right under uh yeah the fancy freaking football draft tools so uh, i i had someone slide into the dms and say that how i hadn't been giving these specific ranks out like i did last year in team previews so if you you know haven't caught the fantasy files if you want my specific ranks before your drafts again pff.com slash fantasy slash draft slash rank slash rankings and just 9.99 you get the whole fantasy suite so you can also see what our other experts think plenty of tools in the back end as well also want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Fantrax. Fantrax is free fantasy football league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the entire industry. PFF is gearing up to play our leagues on Fantrax this season. If you're coming from another site, that is no problem. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues completely free. Create a, create a free account now using promo code PFF at Fantrax.com slash PFF and get a chance to win a trip to any regular season game this year for you and your entire league, plus $6,000. So look, you know, if you can go to a game for free i think you need to go to las vegas that new stadium looks dope and even if you know the raiders aren't the hottest team in the world go to freaking vegas and looking at the calendar right now i mean man oh man maybe just push it you know towards uh january 9th that's gonna be week 18 Ooh, super bowl's gonna be later this year i'm just realizing that but chargers at raiders week 18 january 9th go down to vegas have six grand to gamble and you now you're out there in the sun as well so get away from the cold weather if you're on the east coast again that's promo code pff at fantrax.com slash pff go get yourself that free 
trip to any regular season game plus six thousand dollars for you and your entire league sure sounds like a fun time to me it's going to wrap up this edition of the pff fantasy football podcast appreciate you guys listening each and every week only a handful more more of these next friday i'm recording this right now on uh, the 13th but next friday the 20th is going to be our last fantasy file i will of course still have plenty of podcasts going on throughout the week but that is going to end our 100 pods in 100 days uh complete you know just wormhole I've kind of gotten into throughout this off season. So been trying to keep them evergreen, you know, please feel free to go back and listen to older ones. If you're, you know, wondering about a different subject and, you know, of course I'll still have Andrew Dwayne and plenty of other guests on in the meantime. So I mean, hard it's until next time. Take care, everybody.